when you moved back though like did you feel weird about it or like 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 did it feel like, like you were backtracking yeah felt like i should never have left mm. this is awkward hi i'm alexis and welcome to first year project a podcast sharing the stories behind the good, bad, and integral aspects of first okay, year experiences. Uh, this season began with a move back home to Boston and surviving and transitioning through the year that was 2017. As this year comes to a close, I've been reflecting over how much I've learned about myself and how I perceive my place in the world. I'm not sure I would have grown as much without the conversations I had on air and off air in season two of First Year Project. That said, here's a season two recap episode, listening back to snippets of interviews from the most recent season. On First Year Project, a lot of what we talk about involves bringing it back to the early days. No matter how good, bad, or ugly those first years are, beginnings are super important for understanding someone's story. Listen to these beginnings shared on season two of First Year Project. So what was the toughest part of going back to your mama's house and your mama's basement and kind of trying to figure out what you wanted to do next? Uh, Well, there's two things. I think... I gave my mom a big speech when I left. Like, I sat her down and was like, lady, I'm never coming back here. This is the end of our relationship. You're cut off. Whatever joy you've experienced. Yeah, you're cut off. Whatever you've gotten out of me, and I've been wonderful to you. I've been a good son. Once this is done, I'm out. Um, I think that, you know, there's like this embarrassment of having to go back home. And she told me, she was like, nah, you'll be back. Like this, that's not how it works. Like people will come back home. They mm-hmm. deal with, you know, whatever that means. And so like she was right. I had to come back and I had to sort of piece it together from there. That's when I came into that. But my first year out of college was an absolute mess. Like there is no other way to say it. Like when you graduate from college, it's literally just sink or swim. They give you your bird's nest and they're like, all right, you've been here for four years. Fly. And if yeah. you, you're eventually you'll get a, a moment uh, momentum to grow your own wings but you you just fall you just fall for the first few months it's just what it is I'm gonna ask what was so you've had more than one name in terms of rap so what was the one that another rapper had on uh, World Star? that's a great question uh, it was Sonny Carson and that was inspired by the education of Sonny Carson so that was my first name you should check the movie out if you haven't seen it it's also where Lauren Hill got inspired for the miseducation of Lauren Hill she kind of just flipped the title of that movie so I'm very surprised someone had that name on world star <laughs> that doesn't make no sense to me to be honest what was the experience like actually like making the film stressful super stressful (laughs) right like i had it was stressful (laughs) like i had no previous i had no real previous experience um i i knew and i did i didn't even know all of the titles that you needed um excuse me not the titles i didn't even all the positions and people you needed to like really make a film Mm. um i had no real formal knowledge and i i will say that i think my my ignorance in some cases definitely worked in my favor um how so 
in the sense that I didn't know that you weren't supposed to shoot a scene like this or I didn't know um, that, you know, you, you, the camera doesn't really go here. It doesn't usually pan this way or, you know, there's certain traditional aspects of filmmaking that I just didn't know about. And so I was like, well, we're just going to do it different and different kind of worked out for me in some ways. A journey isn't really complete without having to navigate through transitions and the tough stuff that comes with life. Check out some of the transitions and moments of vulnerability shared here this past season. And so I just had to be patient and do a lot of praying. And when I look back on that time, there were a good three years of me of what I call inconsistent employment. So I was not always unemployed. There were other opportunities, but I also had a blog and I also like cared about that deeply and was trying to figure out how can I make this successful in a way that actually pays me too. Sometimes managing that blog and managing like time at, uh, you know, as an employee at a company, those two things didn't always get along. And so there were, there were times there were jobs that I quit. There were jobs that I was just told you're not a good fit and they were right. Like I wasn't focused. I wasn't there. Um, so there was a good three years of me just kind of making a whole lot of mistakes. Um, I was, I would say this year has probably been the most transitional because it's like the first time that this is what we're really doing full time. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we've, that's dope. We've worked with like other clients on and off or had jobs on and off. And I, I kind of think, I mean, for me at least, it, it's like you look for validation in all these other places. Like, you know, like whether you got your parents on your back or different people saying like, like, are you graduated from college? Like, what are you doing now? And it's like, well, this is what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, you know, for some people, it's like, you know, if you don't got a 401k and a fucking nine to five, it's like you're not you're not working. You know what I'm saying? So I, so I think that this has definitely been like this whole year is a transitioning point because, you know, like for like the last seven years, I've been working with expressions like doing their marketing. And for, for the first time, it's like, you know, stay silent is do or die. There's no like other income to be like oh shit like you know if if this stay silent thing don't work i still got this other money to pay my bills you know what i mean so i don't to be honest i don't have a particular moment or situation but what i will say is i think that my life right now and where i'm at in my career right now is a very vulnerable place in general so to me it feels just like this ongoing feeling So right now I just think with a lot of the things that I'm doing, sometimes I feel like I do so many things that people don't actually know what I do. First of all, that is to to think that and to know that or to believe that that's true makes you feel vulnerable. I mean, I would say the biggest challenge is I think having the mental fortitude to be able to push forward and keep working and being productive even when I'm not entirely sure what my next step is. And I feel like things aren't going my way, you know? So um, I started, my mom dragged me up to New York to stay with my aunt, my 80, at that time, 84-year-old aunt who had no AC, no Wi-Fi, no nothing. She was like, you getting off my couch. You've been here for six weeks. I don't know what you think this is. No. 
So um, I had interned for the Donnie Simpson show in D.C. I had interned for Big Tigger, Free, and Danella in D.C. Then I did um, Wendy Williams' show for two seasons. And mm-hmm. I did Live with Kelly and Michael. I would do little one-offs in between with like my ween people, which is the Women in Entertainment Empowerment Network. They have a lot of great initiatives that they have. They also have a lot of great women that work there that they're like, hey, you can work with me for a few months. Like, you know, so I did different internships within then. So I thought that I was going to be set. I was like, everybody going to be knocking down my door. Everybody obviously wants to work with me. Yeah. No. Lastly, a lot of gems and learned lessons are shared on the podcast. Many lessons that still stick with me personally, even today. Listen to some of the lessons folks learned and shared on the podcast this past season and take a gem or two into the new year. A lot of it has been about me affirming my confidence. Okay. And a lot of it has been about realizing that I'm amazing and being confident in my skill, but also being really open to learning and not letting anyone bullshit me. That's really what it comes down to. I would probably tell 22-year-old Chastity, um, not to, I'll always never give up. Like that's kind of, as cliche as that is, you don't really understand what that means until you're in the, the thick, in the trenches of just hard times. And struggle is real. Like we talk about it as millennials, like struggle so real. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. And I think, you know, being able to be confident in yourself in those hard times and really understanding you have the ability to be whoever you want and in really firmly grasping that and running with it. So I would tell her never give up. I would also tell her um, to act on, you know, your first thought. A lot of times, I know me, I'm the type of person who will weigh options all day long. I'd be like, um, should I do this? Should I do that? I'll ask like three different people, come back and go back and forth. You know, stick with your gut and follow your first mind always. So it took me a long time, and even this year has been really challenging. I'm an autodidact, right? Like yourself, I like to learn things, and then I like to apply them in ways that are um, make me happy and ways that I think could be cool. Um, that isn't always appreciated, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. So, Ooh, wait, can, can you say that again one more time? And then I want you to, to talk more about that. So the fact that I like to learn things yeah. and build stuff and just have it be out there and mm-hmm. create and make isn't always appreciated. That does not matter. <laughs> Whether the things and skills you have are appreciated doesn't mean they're not gifts. It just means the people you're around might not be ready for them. And working to make sure that they're ready for your gifts is not a good use of your time. Yeah, I mean, I believe uh, if there was one word that could explain it, it's excelsior, which is how I approach every day, which is ever upward. It's Latin for ever upward. Can you say the word one more time? Excelsior. Uh, And uh, yeah, so I look to always be growing in a way. And part of that process is how I represent myself as a brand. Mm -hmm. And the number one thing is respect. You know, I shake hands, I respect everyone. You know, I give them a reason to like, not doubt who I am and my quality of product just off meeting me, not even hearing me DJ or working with me on anything. Just from having a conversation with me, they're they're like, this is someone I 
feel comfortable in working with or I could I, I would listen to his ideas at least listen and as soon as you get someone listening that's all you need you need the person to start listening and then once you get their ears and tuned in mm. you start to go to work I have the opportunity to take a job I was at Essence and I was like Ebro wants me to run his site I don't think I can do it she was like are you dumb mm. I was like huh she was like you can do it you don't have to touch everything every day you can run Ebro site three days a week you can run you can you have to do essence every day so make that your priority then under that you go to the nba but you figure it out like you don't turn down opportunities because this is for you Mm -hmm. so once i realized that i could do it um that's when i started to do it like you don't really think about it you just do it you put on your to-do list but try to wake up on time because my snooze button is so the biggest Thank you so much, y'all, for supporting me and for Share Project this year and beyond. I'm truly grateful to those who've listened and shared episodes, bought First Year Project apparel, and or attended the first live show. It matters and truly means the world to me. Until next season. Do you think that's like a prereq? Like... As far as... As, it, as like being like, like in- incredibly successful at something. To, to be a bad person slightly yeah i i think that that a certain level of success is uh obtained through being potentially a uh a person willing to be a bad person yeah i don't think you have to be i don't think it's a prerequisite but i do think you have to like be down for the possibility yeah you like to be, be a billionaire you have to be willing to see someone starve and that's kind of like the deal you know what that's I mean? real um and that doesn't mean that you can't then like use your money after you've made a billion dollars to go back and like feed some people yeah but you had to watch a baby like starve and that's kind of how you make a billion dollars yeah podcast let's start no <laughs> i don't think we've started yet we're about to start <laughs> oh you're rolling okay no. hell yeah <laughs> no. keep that on there <laughs> being All woke right.